Hello and welcome to Side Dish, a podcast about Longmont, all the stuff you need, want to know and very little that you need to know. Almost tripped up on that. I'm Eric Ozempa. <laughs> and I'm Brady Stevel. One of these times you're going to have me do that. I am. Yeah. Well, you know, hey. <laughs> Every time you're like, Who has the, the show notes? You know? The, uh, yeah. the stuff. That's right. Here we That's are right. with it, though. Whatever. Right. So he's a little feisty today. Yeah, so I got you're just a little zesty. Feisty. A little feisty. Again. Zested up. How you doing? I'm doing okay. How are you doing? Pretty good, man. Good. Yeah. It's, uh, you know, weather's kind of crummy, but I'm living. It's all right for December. Yeah. You know, everybody always says, oh, you know, but it clears up and goes away and the sort snow of. goes away and that sort of thing. But gosh. This it's, time. It's like my backyard is still covered in snow. Yeah. No, mine's so. awful. I still got boulders. There's one side of the, the alley exit. If I go down there, it goes down so far and then back up because there's ice on both sides yeah. that I'm worried about ripping a tire off. It's like, wow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, you think that's over-exaggeration, but uh, right after the snowstorm, I saw two people on Martin Street. They pulled over the side of the road with wheels off, just on Martin Street. I know. Yeah. I know. That's like crazy. That, that jog that goes from basically yeah. the, what's down there? The, uh, store, the Marshalls, that Mar- complex? Yep, yep, yep. And if you're going north-south on there, I saw, you know, I saw two cars right there. I saw cars all over town. And my dad was here, and he's like, people don't know how to drive over these things. Because if you lock up the brakes, you can rip your wheel off. Because oh, you'll exactly. hit the, the thing. And yeah. Whatever. No, I mean, it's a, it is an ice-capated adventure trying to get to the trash. Yeah. It lives in my alley. It's like you just slide out the back yeah. gate. and yeah. I've had to do some funny things with parking so that the sun hits different parts of the driveway. Yeah. So I'm really just hoping it gets a little warmer. I'd really like to see the melt, the full melt, happen before we get the next snowstorm. But, yeah. I did like but it. But again, yeah. We're living snow. in Colorado. I really can't complain. What are you going to do? So, Buy your yeah. four-wheel drive. Quit complaining. Quit your grousing. Yeah, on the, the subreddit, it was funny because there were people like, why is everybody complaining about the weather? It's like, what do you do? We're humans. It's what we do. We complain about It's all about we weather. do. It yeah. is all we do. So anyway. Well, that's my telephone. It is your telephone. Wow. Isn't that nice? He's got bird noises going California, on. which is probably legit. All right. <laughs> you better take that. It'd yeah. be really important. All right. Let's do the buzz around town. Let's do it. Uh, let's see. You have some sad news about Subworks. Subworks, yeah. Subworks is closing. Uh, if you don't know, if you've never been, Subworks is uh, on the northeast corner of 11th and Francis. So what else is there? Blackjack's Pizza. Longmont High School, yeah. right in their vicinity. Longmont Public House, that sort of thing. Yeah. And they've been here for a long time. Yeah. <laughs> Brady's got bird noises coming out of his phone. So, yeah. Yeah. You know it's mine. Yeah. So if you... Yeah, they've been here for 21 years serving sandwiches. Um, I don't know. They... I'm not entirely sure the story. They seem to say, you know, it got harder. There were more sub options. There's just more food options now. Um, Especially sandwiches and subs. I mean, yeah. that just blows my mind. Not just Jimmy John's and right. Chiba Hut and all these other ones. Yeah, but, we got Snarfs. You know. We've got Johnny's along Longmont now, too, yeah. which I yeah. think is hot, hot dogs mostly. But Yep, um, exactly. Some, yeah. like, grab-and-go sandwich kind of stuff. But, I mean, you have a captive audience at Longmont High, so I'm guessing if you don't capture the captive student student audience because maybe they're going somewhere else. Well, there's a lot of other stuff up there right now. There is. I mean, you got Blackjack Pizza. you got the Smoothie Place. You've got Ziggy's. I mean, there's just lots of options Garden over Gate, there. Garden Gate, LPH. And I think yeah, actually, those high school kids go for the Garden Gate. I think, actually, Longmont <laughs> Public House does stuff to get... No, not even. I thought they didn't. They have no. a thing for them. No, they uh, did for a while. I thought that was kind of. Weird. Anyway, yeah. they're they're moving on. Um, yep. yep. Godspeed. Good luck out there with whatever your next adventure is. Um, sorry to hear it. It um, is. It's a really bummer. But anyway, hard to compete um, in the days of DoorDash. That's right. Speaking of DoorDash, yeah, you have a Longmont-centered one. Yeah. This this one struck me. Uh, I don't think this is new. So I don't know how buzzy it is, but there's a thing called Easy Eats Longmont. So do they have an app, or how do you do that? It's, you it's online for sure. Yeah. yeah, just call them up. 
Uh, Bill, would you go get me a sandwich? Yeah. Um, I, yeah, like I said, I didn't know that this was a thing. Um, I went on their website to check it out. I didn't see a lot of options on the site right away. I don't know if it's if they're new or if people would rather do DoorDash or what. But there is a local option. And I've heard that uh, DoorDash isn't great because they'll... The way that their tip structure works, the tips don't usually go to the driver and that kind of thing. And I like, okay, let's yeah, that kind of stinks. And I'd, I'd like to support something local if something local exists. I don't normally do this because I'll drive like fourteen blocks to the the three hundred Suns and get a cheeseburger down there. Yeah, but uh, again, it's you know DoorDash and Uber Eats have not really. I've not had much success with yeah. those anyway. It's like the forty five minute wait for right. something, and then the food's cold. And it's a drag. Yeah, and actually, like I said on one of the other one of these. <laughs> yeah. When you're ordering DoorDash to get five guys, they'll be like, did you know if you preheat your oven, you can pop your fries in the oven? And it's like, really? Yeah. That's not what I want to hear. Like, yeah. So anyway. I think that's, the model's interesting. Anyway. Yeah, Easy Eats Longmont is a thing. Go check it out. Um, if you want more options, and maybe I've got their options wrong, but if you want more options, let them know. I don't, I don't have anything to do with it. And there's uh, more news about the the Bond Farm, which is the co-housing community development. And that is going to be um, opening, it looks like in 2020, is that they have, hope to have it fully done. It's what they're saying, yeah. yeah. Um, we'll see. Uh, there's no ground, the ground hasn't been broken, I should say. <laughs> and so just so people know where this is, it's actually between, it looks like, um, between Grant and... Um, I'm trying to read something here. It's Francis on, and also Spruce. Yeah, it's, it's on 1313 Spruce, I yep. think, is where it's technically at. Yep. And uh, right now, if you're down in the, the Bond Farm, yep. I mean, you know how to find this info. Bond Farm, Mont- Bond Farm. Yeah, whichever. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, but if you're down in there, there's an uh, an unused parcel. and actually has pretty good views because the, the hill sort of slopes down and away. Exactly. So yeah. it's a it's yeah. a nice spot. Um, and they're, they're building a co-housing community. It's in the proposed phase. So I think they've gotten enough. They've done the, the preliminary work. And now they've proposed it to the city. And if the city approves it, I assume that that's yet to go. Um, it's going to be a space where you can purchase, I think, what's considered a condo technically. Mm-hmm. And then you, mm-hmm. you can get different levels, it sounds like, where you could have a, basically a studio or you could sort of have your own house. But you'd yep. have a bunch of shared space. With I think kitcheny stuff would be shared at least in some living space, outdoor usable space, and then they're really trying to focus this on uh, a community, like a sense of community. Exactly, and it's going to be multi generational. Yep. So that's what's really pretty cool. And then you've got square footage anywhere from seven hundred twenty-five square feet all the way to it looks like uh, thirty-four hundred square feet. That's a big. That's a pretty big yeah, place. For something it's like this, levels. Yeah. I wouldn't have thought that that was. But then they also, you know, residents are going to be, um, they pay an additional fee for the common space too and use of the common space. Right. And they've got yeah. like an HOA structure. You got it. Type. Yep. yep. Yeah. That's going on. So it looks like the price range is anywhere from $245,000 all the way to a million dollars. Yeah. So heck of a spread on that yeah. one. Yeah. But nice views, nice area to live. I mean, you know, your, your old town. Yeah. I mean, it, it is, it is a beautiful area. Yeah. That's pretty close to where I am. Um, so they're saying that the, the bond farm co-housing community BFCC will help to design and build a wonderful sense of place on historic six acre family farm in Southwest Longmont, da, 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 close to Isaac Walton park. Um, an objective among the existing members, active families and adults who prefer healthy living practices is open to live independently among one another in a, it's a little kooky wording. You need a sentence structure there. Yeah. I, I think you're missing something. I would edit something out of this. 
<laughs> Whatever. I just pulled it off the guy's bio. Okay. In a supportive and thoughtful manner. Uh, believe in developing community. So it's, it's supposed to be a, a really community-oriented. They want you to attend um, committees and that type of stuff, and they're big on respecting the viewpoints of others, sustainability, energy efficiency, participate in the greater neighborhood. Um, yeah. So it, it's really... Building community within that area, too, as well. Not yeah. only the outer community, but And it's a funky, artsy area yeah like they is. have inlays into the sidewalks yeah. and stuff down architecturally it looks really cool yeah. um the the proposed plan so that's really cool um bodecker annexation hover and airport hover and airport this yeah. one kind of surprised me i've yeah. i've heard of this before because i checked the review map quite a bit but at the 200 block 201 to 203 hover street uh it's going to be on the west side so they're going to annex, I'm not sure who's annexing it, the city and then the city's selling it, the city's developing it. I'm not, yeah, I'm not, yeah. I'm a little fuzzy on that because you don't get a lot of details on these. But it's an annexation of approximately 10 acres and the properties are located to the south of the St. Green, Brain Creek between Hover Street and Airport Road. And the what what kind of struck me the most is that the proposed zoning is for mixed use employment. Yeah, so there obviously there's going to be some business You'd think. aspects to it. So if they're saying employment, they're thinking that it'll be businesses basically coming into yeah, I mean, as well. Right. Retail, just, whatever else. Yeah. yeah, not just the house where you have exactly just like a, a servant's house. quarters. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and actually, I said Hover and Airport, and that's silly because they're parallel streets. They are. So you're saying south between Hover and Airport. Yeah, south would be, of where is it? South of South of the Saint Vrain Creek. Saint Vrain Creek. Okay. So if you know. That's basically just where Third's at. You know, like Third's there and the trains are there. And yep. you can go across the yep. into go Golden across Ponds. The bridge, basically. And I think yep. there's a storage facility. It'd be just yep. to the south of that. Yeah. And I mean, I don't I don't really know. That's that's an interesting one. So it is interesting because there will be our dream, Brady. You're in a, we will realize our dream of getting the sidewalk all the way there. Because if you think about it, you're getting you're getting development there, you're getting development further south, next to the Home Depot. Could you happen. can only imagine that the sidewalk will eventually get to ninth. I could. I could maybe I'm the only one who can imagine it. Maybe it's us. I can imagine that before the fast train. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right, and there are another development and other news of developments. This one is really interesting too. The Ludlow development um, near the Longspeak Hospital on the east end of town. Forty-two family detached units and four hundred thirteen attached multifamily units. Yeah, wow. Look at that. I Do mean, you think it's... we're going to be able to fill all those up? Oh yeah. You think so? Oh yeah. There's such a huge demand. <gasps> Thing is, it's... is that once you have all of that demand, then then, you know, of course, things happen and then all of a sudden the demand goes away. But for right now, everybody's building, building, building. Yeah, the, the, the building. I mean, when we first started doing this, I was struck because there's the, the South Main Station thing. And then there's going to be another apartment complex close to that. There's going to be another one on the 1600 block of Main Street. I know there's going to be this. And there's going to be hundreds of units out on County Line Road. And it's yeah. like, there's going to be thousands of units coming online. It is. It's amazing. It really is amazing. So um, the final thing I'd have to say is that um, the Target store is remodeling a little bit. I've seen this. And, and this, my daughter would be so thrilled to hear this. This has always yeah. been on my list and just always kind of doesn't make the cut. <laughs> and it's really kind of funny because remodel, but I'm not really sure that means inside would be neat if it was. It sounds Maybe like they're a getting a facelift. Or something, but it's yeah. definitely a facelift. So they're talking about wall signage. Wall signage. And existing trees, monument signage. I'm not really sure what monument signage means. Headstones? I know, exactly. And then repainting. So I'm guessing Painting. they're going to expand 
maybe a little bit if you're repainting, but maybe you're going to repaint it in a well, different color. Maybe you're going to change and freshen the outside. They should have just, well, I don't know what the outside, because I thought it was more of a stone thing. I didn't know that the outside would need much painting. But the inside, like it was just fire damaged recently, and it should have oh, yeah. all been painted. I would think so. But the other thing, too, that I find really funny about that Target store is the the really poor, you know, the creamstone yeah, you know, I mean, it's just like okay, so I'm gonna cream sit stone. over here and hang out and yeah. have ice cream or have ice cream. It's just really weird. It's to be like, fair, like I, I have the same critique of the Luckies. Yeah, where like they have the seating area. It's like I, I'm not gonna sit here. I don't Didn't know. they get rid of that though? Well, they had it in the back, and now it's sort of. Right. <laughs> it's kind of like the lonely yeah. cell where you the lonely hang hearts out. club. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, oh, exactly. I wish somebody come back here. Yeah. No, they changed it. Now it's there, and it's 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 nicer there now than it was. But yeah, the I think there was a Cold Stone Creamery. Yes, there, there was. Yeah, and there's yeah. a Pizza Hut in the Target. Yeah, and and nobody's eating in that little cafe. So maybe they're gonna do something with that. Who knows? That but could be. Yeah. At least for the you know wall signage, existing trees. They're gonna replace existing trees and all this stuff. So replace existing trees. I mean, not replace, but maybe. Well, it says existing trees. Maybe they're going to prune them or do something with them. You get a permit for that? You got to put that on. Add existing trees. Add existing. But if they're existing, then they already existed. So this is useful information. It is useless information, but yeah. So all the stuff you want to know. That's right. All right, right we're going to come back with a special guest, Phil Greenwald, who's going to fill us in about bicycling in Longmont. All right, and welcome to Side Dish. We are welcomed. uh, Welcomed. We are uh, joined. Welcoming. Yes, I should say that. We are joined by Phil Greenwald, who is the Transportation Planning Manager for the City of Longmont. So, Phil, thanks so much for joining us. Hey, thank you for having me. I really appreciate this time uh, to hopefully explain some of the things that are going on around town and yeah. and some of the projects we've got coming up uh, fairly quickly here, too. Absolutely. Yeah. We're really excited to have you on because transportation is one of those things we tell people about all yeah, the time. Yeah, we talk about, we're always talking about, like, oh, you, you, can't, you can't get down Main Street. Rah! You know, it's just <laughs> local city grousing. Um, but we've got some sort of solutions coming up for that, I guess, right? This, the, we, we talked about it briefly. If we did. We, we did a probably a poor job of yeah. talking about the Kaufman Street Corridor project, but yeah. we were hoping you can enlighten our listeners about kind of the proposed changes to what's going on in Kaufman. Yeah, you bet. Um, well, we really have a couple of things going on, and one of the key pieces of this whole corridor is really talking about Kaufman Street. And I guess you guys did put that together uh, a few weeks ago, and um, maybe I can add a little bit to that, but the idea is that Main Street is a very congested corridor right now. We all know that, we all live it, especially in the downtown. Um, we've got four lanes of traffic, really, uh, we have some turn lanes as well, so that fifth lane, um, but we really don't have any space for bicycles, and when the buses are going through there, it's, it's very difficult for buses to kind of navigate through that corridor, because they're always in that outside lane. Yeah, You have absolutely. doors that are opening up, you have, Mirrors, uh, you have all sorts of things. You have pedestrians trying to cross mid-block that aren't aren't clearly seen. So one of the things that we've come up with, especially for moving the bicycles and, 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 and some of the buses as well, is uh, this idea that Kaufman Street is really as wide from, from face of building to face of building is the same width as, as Main Street. So how can we better use that width on Kaufman, that 100 feet of right-of-way on Kaufman, which currently is like is what we consider a three-lane road with that center turn lane and, yeah. and a lane in each direction. And then we've got the diagonal parking in spots and we've got parallel parking in spots. So it's kind of all over the place and we're just trying to make better use of that of that space. And so then this new project, where would it, it proposes to start around, is it 9th, is it beyond 9th, and it goes south to? Well, we kind of, in the planner world, we always start from south, so I'm always thinking. Oh, okay, um, sorry, south sorry. to north, is that how it works? <laughs> yeah. Okay, sorry. So um, 
with this project that we have, and I'll talk a little bit more about the funding piece too, but the, the project that we've gotten a grant for from the federal government is from first to ninth. Okay. Uh, okay. We actually, the project extends are actually from Boston then, a little further south. There's no road that exists, but we're going we're gonna to need to build that road as part of this bus rapid transit project. So our extents are Boston to 11th because 11th is where we really want to take the buses up to and then turn them back onto Main Street there for bus rapid transit. Ah, okay. Wow. okay. So, that's, so that's actually, Sophie. that would be a pretty profound pressure relief valve around Main. Because when any, anything happens on Main Street, I know, even if I'm not driving, because it, you'll see these weird traffic patterns. All well, of a sudden, just, people are just all over Ken Pratt Bridge or something. And I'm like, what? There's just a steady stream and I can't get, you know, I can't make a left turn where I can normally make a left turn. Well, and as I said earlier, we're the congestion on Main Street is to, to the point where if anything even small happens on that street, it's critical and it backs up traffic mm -hmm. and then it takes, it takes over that corridor. Uh, we have the trains that cross, obviously, just at first. Yep. And whenever there's a train crossing, you can pretty much count on yeah. the backups in both directions. So people tend to find these alternate routes when there's a train. That being said, just trying to take some of this traffic, and we're just talking about some of the bus traffic, and, mm -hmm. and, and, and have a bicycle corridor that goes up in nor north and south on Kaufman Street. Mm -hmm. So providing some of that relief for Main Street to operate more efficiently, as well as um, have Kaufman operate more efficiently, more efficiently as well. We really kind of see Main Street as being that retail corridor. Yeah. And Kaufman has always been our commerce, where a lot of our commerce takes place. And we always had our fire station there and our hospital yeah. back in the yeah. day. And so what we're trying to do is move some of that commerce back into that corridor with a bus rapid transit system where people could utilize that corridor. Well, and I really, we were speculating the idea of like taking it all the way, because I was thinking you could get to Boston if you went further down Kaufman, you could eventually get to Boston someday. Um, sorry, I'm going south, so I'm, I'm violating that's your perfect. rules No, here, no, but, that's, you can, you but can then always But I could south. also visualize going further than 11th if you could figure out a way to get past the cemetery. Right. And I know I don't want to put you on the spot here, but I could, picture not cars but certainly bicyclists if there was some creative solution to getting through the cemetery or around it somehow yeah. actually with our main street corridor project that we just finished up here um, I'm, i was not the project manager on that but i certainly worked with uh, aaron fosdick who did a lot of the work on that and she reached out to the cemetery and asked about those questions about could we use that as bicycle mm -hmm. and they were completely open to it they were very excited to have more people more kind of eyes and and Maybe, you know, it, it would also provide just that population, those people moving through the cemetery and, and providing that as being more of a place where people could go to instead of being afraid of. Well, that and it would probably also heighten the security of the cemetery, meaning that defacings and would maybe incidents of that, not that we've had a ton of those, but right. you could also lessen that impact too or, or possibility if you had more people in there, so to speak. Yeah, That's exactly what the folks from the cemetery, it's a privately owned cemetery, so they, they were very excited to kind of hear that there might be this effort to put more bicycling, bicycling and pedestrians through that area. I thought it was kind of weird because the way it's set up now, like in theory you could walk through it, but there's a chain link kind of on the one side and then not on the other side, and it just seemed like they, they wouldn't want that, but it sounds like that's very much not the case. Well, they definitely have that, I guess, that security perimeter that uh, they need to keep in order for when it gets dark yeah. and, and, and things like that. They're not going to light probably paths through this. I, I guess I really can't say, but they sure. they seem to say they want the perimeter uh, f fairly well closed with the gates okay. uh, during 
evening or late late later evening hours and not and and then open it up when they can during <laughs> the day and allow people to to bike through there yeah well, that's directly. really interesting that's really interesting well specifically getting back to to kind of Kaufman and some of the improvements that you're going to be talking about on December 17th I trust it's going to be you right tomorrow morning at 8:30 tomorrow morning yes. at 8:30 so that's Tuesday morning at 8:30 at the Boulder County Community Hub that's 515 Kaufman Street the the selling point really is the is the light breakfast. Oh, nice. <laughs> <laughs> breakfast burritos or anyway, so. But specifically, what are what is the city looking to do to improve that that corridor right now on, on Kaufman Street? And what are you going to be talking about tomorrow? I should say. Well, tomorrow we're really going to be talking about a few things, and and it really comes down to the idea that yeah, we're talking about redesigning the corridor, and we know people will have concerns about any kind of reconstruction project. Right now, we know that the roadway's in, in pretty bad shape, so we need to overlay it regardless. Yeah. The other idea is that the sidewalks are not in great shape, so we need to probably rebuild those as well. That's Those those things cause a consternation, a certain level of consternation with folks when you're talking about kind of rebuilding and how that impacts businesses. So we are, gonna, we are looking at doing a complete rebuild, and we do have actually $7 million from the federal government to do this to this project. So in order to do those those items that were part of the grant, we have to meet certain standards. And one of them was to add bus lanes, um, add those separated bike lanes, and then um, make sure that we keep the existing traffic lanes that are there as well. So we're really trying to meet those goals in order to get this funding. And with the funding, we can completely rebuild that whole section of the street then and sidewalk all the way north uh, from basically first up to up to mm-hmm. ninth and then um, north of ninth we're really not talking about that's just restriping from there yeah. from there north but the major project will be from first to ninth okay and so in first to ninth would it include it looks like the plans include the buses would be in the middle then of the roadbed and on my and you can certainly deny that you can just call me I'm crazy or whatever if this is not true but it looks like the buses would be in the middle and the pedestrians and the bicycles would be on the obviously on the left or right or east and west sides of the streets. Yeah, I, I really want to emphasize when we, especially during the meeting tomorrow, and, and as we move into this project further further uh, down the line, because we're, we're really talking about going to more of a final design in 2020. Yeah. And so that's really where our dollars are going to be spent in the first phase of this is in final design. We just have a very preliminary design. We wanted to just show folks some possibilities of how things could fit in that 100 feet of right-of-way that is Kaufman. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so these initial drawings that people are seeing and they're on our website and we're going to bring them tomorrow, obviously, are really showing how this could work. But we're not married to any of these these ideas, except we do have to meet. It could be just one bus lane and we could have passing lanes for the buses. Oh, okay. Yeah. But we definitely want to keep the buses separate from the traffic and then keep that all separate from the bikes. So we're really trying to separate the modes all in one uh, all in one template, I guess, or, or cross section. So, yeah. so my my wife, I've mentioned, takes the bus down to Boulder, and I mean, one of the the issues that she has is the the time, and then she can get off sort of the Sunset Ken Pratt intersection, Subaru dealership there, yep. or go all the way through town and then get off at Main Street and like Main and Sixth about where the and then go get a bike and go home. And getting through town at that time of day can be a real challenge. So it would be very neat to see. The city use the the already the thoroughfares that are there and add pipelines for the buses in order to expect especially at, at rush hour because it gets to be 
pretty gummy. Well, and I, I have to confess, Kaufman is the street of choice for me. So if I have to get south, I will try to take Kaufman as far south as I can, or north for that matter, as far north as I can before I get back onto Main Street or go on some other artery. Um, yeah, and to both points, I guess, um, well, to your, the second one first, is Kaufman, when I started almost 20 years ago, they were rebuilding Main Street and putting in all the crosswalks and the medians and different things like that. And so I was taking the bus up from Westminster at the time, and the bus was running on Kaufman. And so I hmm. thought, oh, that's well, this right. is great. Yeah. This is yeah, great the way this, the, yeah. you know, the bus doesn't have to make any turns as it comes down from um, 8th and Kaufman, which is still currently the, the, the hub for yeah. the transit activity. We are planning a, another or a new hub, actually, at 1st and Main, which is really 1st and Kaufman, quite frankly. It's, it's kind of on that south west corner of first and main mm -hmm. is really where we're starting to look at this with rtd the regional transportation district and so their buses will go there and then they'll move up kaufman to eighth and kaufman they, but the idea is was already there when we were talking about detours uh 20 almost 20 years ago and then we did another one more recently like eight years ago uh, that one detoured at third and uh, cut over from main and third over to Kaufman and used Kaufman to go straight up to 8th and Kaufman. So, um, but to your other point about bus rapid transit, is we're trying to take it, we've been working with the Regional Transportation District as well to, and Boulder and Boulder County, to bring those buses as they come up from Boulder up the diagonal, is come up Hover instead of continuing up Ken Pratt, mm -hmm. going up Hover to Boston and then Boston into this site. Ah, when okay. we, we, we eventually want to do a connection of Boston, so it crosses over the railroad tracks. Okay, because that is, I mean, That'd I live awesome. in Old Town, and it, it it gets pretty tricky in some of those. You, you jog up to second, and then there's where you get on and off the bridge, and so that, that gets to be sort of this wild intersection already, right. where people are like, I'm going to get all the way over here, and then people are coming in, and they got to go over, and so it's it's like an interchange, but it's not, and so people are like, whoa, and it gets to be a little hectic right there. And yeah. um, to see, to be able to go have another east-west corridor that's not... Ken Pratt that would serve something like buses would be uh, a thoughtful way to do it. would be really nice. And plus, I have a bicycling club that starts at 300 Sons, and we have a hard time getting out of town back and forth <laughs> well, and back and, and forth. And additionally, you mentioned um, folks living along 3rd Avenue as well, so this would take some of that traffic off of 3rd Avenue and yeah. put it onto Boston. So yeah. that's really that reliever. Which, I, since I'm so close to 3rd, I would love. Right. You know, it would be, it'd be great. And but. Boston makes sense to me as far as using that as a traffic alleviator. Like, yeah, that is, is, a, is a, 35, a 35 mile an hour through most of that pipeline, I think, right? Correct. Um, yeah, so that's yeah. it could actually be a pretty quick way through town. Yeah. Well, it could could get pretty pretty wild on there, pretty busy all of a sudden. Yeah. So we hear you, or I heard you say, you know, that obviously there's a preliminary, and of course you're looking for input and that sort of thing, and at this public meeting and other things, and I imagine you're probably hearing input and that such, as always. Yes. And um, when, when are you looking to kind of start a phase once the input is, you know, you heard from the public and other things have gone through. When are you planning to start? Not you personally, like when you're grabbing an axe and, and no, digging up the streets, but no, actually what, um, when is the city looking to get started on this project? So, yes, yeah, great question. Our, our timeline is really to start the final design kind of first quarter of 2020, so in the next couple months, and take that for nine months, maybe longer, into 2021. And then um, 
we really don't have construction dollars to start until about 2022, 23. Mm -hmm. So okay. we can start at the end of 2022 is really when the construction dollars through this grant can start flowing into this project. Nice. nice. So hopefully with the final design, then we can start to kind of mobilize what that takes and get a contractor on board. And uh, at that point, get into that those real detailed construction drawings and start working through that. But really what we need to do is talk to folks up front about what they want to see, what they don't want to see for this project mm -hmm. uh, during this final design phase that's going to really be in the next year. So for the the South Main Station area, that, are you planning on putting that there? Because you wanted to make that area more of a transportation hub, right? That, that was kind of the idea is where the new apartments are at on Main Street. And then... So I think, yeah, kitty corner to that on the... On the Southwest corner of First and Main. South okay. of the cheese shop, basically. South, yeah. south of the cheese okay. shop, exactly. And then with access onto Kaufman, a new Kaufman Street okay. to be built between First and Boston, that's where we really want to do the bus traffic on that piece. And okay. then have be able, people be able to access a parking garage off of Main Street. So like a park and ride kind of thing? Exactly. I think oh. they call it a kiss and ride. Do they? Yeah. Well, we'll have a kiss and ride portion of it. <laughs> And there'll be a park and ride portion of it. So you'll be able to park on upper levels. Okay. And then drop off. Because that, I mean, right now, what I've heard, this, and I don't have to deal with this every day, but what I hear is that there's no really fast way to interface with the bus, and then the bus takes a while. And then to have something like this where you could theoretically just drop off the car or another place that's a little further down the line where you could bike there, hang up your bike again, and then move on. I mean, I think like one even at the that... Uh, sunset Ken Pratt area like it'd be nicer to have a couple more bike cages around so you could hop on and hop off I mean that for right. me it seems like it would make more sense but well that's uh, great that's great input uh, for us because we are talking about and this is another transportation project again but we are talking about redesigning that intersection at sunset and Ken Pratt so could we include uh, some of the facilities you're talking about for bicycles right and, and inter inter integrate the bus piece to that as well but with the bus rapid transit going down Boston we kind of lose a little bit of that but mm -hmm. we do bring a bus maybe a little closer uh it'll cross at boston and and uh sunset instead yeah yeah so will That's, that will that help uh, again and these are details that still need to be worked out this is our preliminary design yeah. for that for that bus rapid transit as well so do they keep the one by roosevelt park would they keep that sort of hub that yes. already exists okay and then they yeah. just add more infrastructure what we'll probably do is remove the local buses from that Oh, so okay. you won't have the local bus connection right there. Okay. You'll have the local buses down at First and Main. Okay. And uh, but the regionals will still go up and down this Kaufman corridor, and and probably one or two locals will also go up and down this corridor. As so well. I would guess it would alleviate some of the congestion there at Roosevelt Park with with the lines of buses there, because if you're saying you're shifting the local ones away, then that would yeah. probably be a different look for it. Yeah, and one of the one of the major constraints with that 8th and Kaufman park and ride is really we can only park buses and yeah. direct buses southbound. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So they have to be on that west side of the street heading yeah. south. And we have parking and we have other businesses on the other side. And we we didn't want to, we didn't want to have to, well, RTD really didn't want to have to do anything with the parking on that side. And we didn't want, want them to mess with that actually yeah. either. Yeah, so, yeah, exactly. so, um, yeah, so you're pretty con you're pretty constrained as far as the direction of travel, and that's why the buses have to make so many turns. Mm -hmm. And so, by moving the, the the whole operation really down to First and Main, RTD has a lot more control over kind of the bus piece of that, and then the city's going to work on controlling the parking and the development around that. Mm -hmm. 
Then may I ask you one final question, then I'm going to ask you actually two final questions. So first one is, is that Kaufman and uh, must be first or second, like where the post office is. I imagine there, there needs to be a light there or something, right? Or uh, because that's a great question. Because <laughs> because going straight time. there, it's like right now, right now I can kind of get across. Right. But I imagine if you're going to increase traffic and such, the buses are going to be going to be like you know we need to get across this intersection a lot quicker than than it it takes currently in certain times of the day. So yeah, that, that's a that's a good question because of the fact that we have old signals along that whole corridor. Yeah. We're really waiting to do anything with the signalization until this project moves forward into construction phase. Yeah. And then at that point, these signals are going to be different because they're going to have to handle that bus lane that we're looking for mm -hmm. that's either on the it's probably going to be in the middle. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's how we have it kind of looking right now. So they'll have to have their own phase. Yeah. Because we don't want people turning left or in front of those buses. Indeed. Or, and yeah. so the idea is that all those signals will be yeah. uh, actually removed and replaced with newer signals, and we'll need a signal at 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 uh, second and exactly. and Kaufman, or yeah, second and Kaufman as well. You also see a new signal, and sometimes people feel like this is not not a great thing. But there'll be a new signal at Boston and Maine. Mm -hmm. uh, we already have the pipes or the yep. poles up for that yep. already, yep. and then there'll be a new signal at uh, Boston and Pratt, South Pratt Parkway. Okay. This is so, really a geography challenge for yeah. anybody else. Right. They can look it up. Yeah, look up the maps. But, but you know, it's really funny. Then you're going to take away my you're going to take away my yellow lights at 8 p.m. at night. Then is what you're telling me oh, on Kaufman. Possibly. <laughs> <laughs> they may revert back at a certain just, maybe it'll be I'm nine o'clock at night. I'm just kidding. I mean, but it has that be, old town feel where, does. where was, they start blinking at eight o'clock at night. <laughs> I was out. My parents were here, and we were going somewhere early in the morning, and. I can't remember which one. I think it was one of the ones on third was blinking yellow. And my dad was like, wow, I'm really surprised that these these are blinking yellow. And I'm like, I kind of think it's maybe a remnant of old Longmont. And now with it exploding. I know, exactly. Are we going to be able to do stuff like that anymore? Things you know? change. Things change. Yeah. So It's all dependent on yeah, the traffic that's out there. Yeah. And usually when it's... it's uh, Pretty low traffic during those times of day. So I got one more question. Okay, I don't yeah. know how much you know about traffic lights, but what's up with the traffic light at Terry Street on third? Area Third is actually doing pretty well now that it's part of an adaptive signal system that works for the entire That's piece. That's the one I call the light of a thousand years. Yeah. 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 So. I actually was at that this morning, and I was very surprised that I didn't have to wait a thousand, thousand years <laughs> to head eastbound. I'll, I'll pay attention again, but I, I have not yet been pleasantly surprised by the Terry Street light. Not to give you too much of a hard time, because these all sound like great things, but when you're going east or west on that, it's like, why does this take so long? What's going on? Like, who, I always feel like nobody's driving. Like, there's three people waiting, and then up the hill, that passed, and nobody's yeah. there. And it's like, yeah. what's going on? Well, part of the history of that signal, if you want to get into it, is really the idea that we were trying to keep traffic off of 3rd Avenue. So we really, we really, it's called, we really greased it. So as you're heading westbound, okay, it's a very, it's, it's, it's really the primary movement to get folks to go yeah. southbound on Terry as well, so that you... Okay. We're trying to get people to turn, so they're using the Look, the yes. prep. I like this. Okay, so I'll grouse about it still in the car, but <laughs> right. I kind of because I live so close to Third, and what I like about Third is that it's not like Ninth or Mountain View, right. where you you wind up with a lot of loud traffic. It's a slow drive. People don't really like to use it, so you don't wind up with a lot of rap. Well, rap. the only comparison to, to Third is really a Rappo and Boulder. 
you know, if you think about it, I, I, I think of Arapahoes. You know, West Arapahoes yeah. is probably the closest thing I can think of third. And West Arapahoes is a nightmare, I think, as far as traffic flow in the afternoon. But Well, they both have the same issues where they're exactly. both they're third and Arapahoe are both supposed to be arterial roadways. Yes, yes. And they go into these narrower <laughs> residential sections. Oh, yeah. And so we've done a good job, I think. I think so. <laughs> no, I would agree. I would agree. It's really kind of it's isn't it funny like how conniving some of that stuff. Well, I was yeah. I've always been like, ah, this light, I yeah. hate this light. And it's like because everybody hates that light is why Third Street's actually not too bad to drive on. Probably right. a big part of it. Especially when you're going eastbound. Yeah. yeah. You just it's, sit there and you really sit there and just sit there. <laughs> yeah, this you, is what's really cool what? about planning. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't know that. That's wild. Mm-hmm. I like that. I will say that it does get a little spooky with the uh, West Side Tavern there now because traffic's coming through there. Um, and a lot of people I, parking I, on street. Yes. Yeah, I worry about somebody getting hit right there because of um, it gets dark and you know you have a couple of drinks and stuff coming out, and uh, I, I do worry about that. But otherwise, the Third Street corridor is really. I mean, it's easy to tell you to tear. Yeah, and that's actually exactly. one of our next upcoming corridors that we'll be looking at as far as okay. not necessarily enhancing, but it has to, it has to be overlaid soon right yes yeah. that that asphalt's in bad condition yeah. so and i mean to be out there next year i don't want west of folks. the the third or the west side tavern to think that because i think that's a really cool spot and people think it's a really cool spot and so it's very busy and i just worry about yeah. what's great is the parking that's happening on street and then and the busyness factor yeah. is causing is creating a, a traffic calming effect yeah and so people are slowing down in that section so i guess that's one way to look at it yeah <laughs> it's really cool Yay. well phil we could spend hours talking to you about um planning and stuff and anything you want our listeners to know about either the kaufman or something else that you're working on right now that you know we'll have you back some other time i but, would love uh, to talk about yeah, the we'll bus rapid transit things, and but, yeah well i think we spoke a little bit about this off air i guess but um we talked a little bit about um the quiet zone yeah. piece, and yeah. we're, we're waiting until, I guess, the third week in January to hear back from the federal government, the Federal Railroad Administration, um, about our Chrissy grant. It's an $8 million grant. Uh, we've put in four, or we're planning to put in $4 million of that, so half of the grant will be from the city, but uh, $4 million from the federal government to, to create quiet zones throughout the city of Longmont. That would be awesome, yeah. and you'd probably be a hero. We'd probably have a parade for you. And the rest of well, the for for some that. of our yeah. engineers, yes. Tyler Stamey. Yeah. So, yeah, yes. we'll have we'll have a parade for them. Yeah. <laughs> well, wonderful. Well, thanks for being on, Phil. We really appreciate. Yeah, it. Yeah, I, I found this fascinating. I'm not sure if everybody's going to love the geography quiz we had halfway through. Oh, and we'll then... be fun. <laughs> You'll have to post <laughs> a map online. Yeah, but I thought this is awesome. Thanks, Thank Phil. you. Thank thanks you very much. much. Appreciate it. All right, and thanks to Phil Greenwald for joining us. Um, Again, the Kaufman Street Corridor Project, they're having a meeting tomorrow morning, December 17th at 8.30 a.m. at the Boulder County Community Hub, which is 515 Kaufman Street. Can't forget to mention that light breakfast, too. Light breakfast. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. All right, we got a few. Love that. I I really. I know. We'll have Phil back because it's just a wealth of information. Yeah, I hope it's like every other week. Just get back. (laughs) Talk about roads. Green, yeah. Oh, okay. Here's, I don't know about that. Here's a crop report. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing against Phil, but I don't know if he's that entertaining. I I could talk about I know, you can talk infrastructure about all day. Infrastructure all day. All right. Events. We just got a couple things. Um, the Annical Hunt. Annual Hanukkah Bowl is Sunday, December 22nd at 4 to 6 p.m. at Centennial Lanes. That's 110 East 9th Avenue in Longmont. Donuts, crafts, hot latkes. Buffet dinner, special performance by CHS students. 
Um, you can pay online uh, by December 18th at jewishlongmont.com. Very cool. Uh, 300 Suns coming up on December 21st from 6 to 10 p.m. We have the Deranged Holiday Hoopla. And they, they have a capital D and a capital R on ranged. I'm not entirely sure. Wow. Deranged. Deranged. Anyway, yeah. they've got stuff yeah. like photos with drunk Santa. Well, that's cool. Yeah, for adults yeah. who miss the creepiest of all the <laughs> traditions. That's what it says here in the thing. <laughs> Ugly sweater contest. I'm gonna I'm gonna say somebody pointed out the other the other day that if you the old style when you have an ugly sweater thing you'd go to the thrift store and you'd find some ugly piece of garbage and you'd yeah, wear it for exactly, two hours. Yeah. And now people are buying yeah, like funny ones from yeah. Amazon and I think that's kind of a tragedy because it's super like it doesn't it's just goofy like when it becomes pop that you're buying the new stuff so you can look right. make it look goofy that's well, just silly and know? it's like. That's just wasteful. You're going to buy that thing for yeah, one thing and exactly. then, yeah, yeah, whatever. Yeah, Go to the thrift right. store. We just yeah. had a thing on the thrift stores. Go find that. All right. Not an event, but uh, finally, I just wanted to mention that Boulder County is hiring for seasonal positions. So this is all ages, all interests. And this is for rangers, youth corps, trails, forestry, facilities, plant ecology, education and outreach, wildlife and grounds. We work outdoors and get paid. Um, BoulderCounty.org front slash jobs. All ages. Huh? Sounds like a child All ages. labor law it's thing. Really, it's really pretty cool. Actually, Holy they God. got the Youth Corps is a really pretty cool thing that goes cool. out and does some trail stuff. Neat. So. Well, it sounds like it's that time again, Eric. It is that time. So thanks to Andy Epler for our intro music. Thanks to Temperature Rising from Love Fine cool. um, for our outro music and music for the week. Find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you download your podcasts. Have a good day. You too, Eric. And you too to everyone listening. (laughs) 